Now some parents have told me just one month back at school before summer seems too little too late. Others are excited no matter how limited their time is. Our students miss each other. They miss their teachers. After spending almost a full year apart from their students, a thousand teachers and staff members rolled up their sleeves on Friday alone to get their first dose of the coronavirus vaccine putting them one step closer to in-person teaching. With weekly vaccination clinics set up for the Sacramento City Unified School District staff members, the district is planning to welcome kindergarten through third graders back first, starting on April 8th, fourth through sixth graders on April 15th. And if Sacramento County is in the red tier, they plan to welcome seventh through 12th graders back on May 6th. We've also missed out on a lot of social interaction. And so even if it's only for a month, that is still incredibly important. And as we move into the summer, there may be additional supports that we can provide. Happy, happy Monday to everybody. Welcome to another broadcast of Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Laureen and I would like to welcome you. Uh, real quick, I know some of y'all are catching us live today, but don't forget we are now streaming on Apple Podcasts. So go ahead, subscribe, like, share, and leave us a review. And if you are not part of the Apple family, sorry for you, but you can also catch us on Spotify. Go ahead and follow us there and become part of the Black versus the Board of Education family. So without further ado, let's uh, first, wait, for the first time, I got all five of my girls here at the same time. Let me give it up to all y'all for moving your busy schedules around to come and join little old me. So with that, let's go ahead and start some introductions. Go ahead, let's start with Lex. Hey everybody, my name is Lex. I'm 17 years old and I'm a senior in high school and I'm glad to be back. Yay, come on Mariah, say hey, hey, hey to the people. Hey guys, my name is Mariah. I'm 16 years old and I'm a junior in high school. Okay, so we got a senior and a junior. Come on Janice, say hello to everybody. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm Janice. I'm a freshman in high school, and I'm 14. Hey, hey. And let's go over to Miss Trinity. Hi, everyone. I'm Trinity, and I am a junior in high school, and I'm also 16. Perfect, perfect. And rounded out the crew is Melissa. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Melissa, and I'm a 14-year-old freshman in Southern California. So the only thing we don't have is a sophomore. So we're going to have to search out a sophomore <laughs> and get a sophomore involved in the conversation because it's super important. Um, before we move on, I'd like to thank our production team who does a wonderful job behind the scenes to make sure we look good and y'all hear us pretty good. So we want to give a big shout out to Jalen, Jada, and Miss Lisa holding us down in the background. Um, so y'all. Y'all know we went over a couple of stories last week and we got a little bit more information on the one we were talking about with the young man uh, who attended a sleepover and we was trying to figure out why mama sent him. Um, but we have his interview in his words and I want y'all to check it out and then I'll come back for uh, some of your commentary. We were playing video games and then we go outside. Now that's when somebody, somebody's idea to have like, I guess to all get shot at. So I, and then so I went for, so they all started shooting. I mean, I didn't have a BB gun at the time. They all started shooting me. And then I like one shot me in my privates. Um, and then they just pelted me all over my body. And then I just felt so, I, it was, I was hurting. And then we go back home and then uh, I was tired. So I went to bed and then um, I went to bed and then throughout my entire sleeping uh, or slept, they were assaulting me by hitting me and slapping me. And then one of the boys, they woke me up and then he told me that I wasn't breathing and that I needed to drink this water. 
and no, I have a I have a hard time going to sleep in the first place. So um, I was very dazed and I didn't know what was going on. But they all urinated into a cup and then they made me drink it. Drink it. Melissa. <laughs> oh wow. I I don't know what to say. That's that's crazy. I I feel so bad for him. He didn't do anything to deserve that. And I see that the mom was we talked about a little a little bit that she was she talked to the adults and didn't know that there were going to be any other kids there. So that wasn't her fault for letting him go. She thought that she could trust the parents of the other child that he shouldn't have had to go through that. That hurts. That hurts so bad like it's painful as if like, what if he was my little cousin or my little sibling having to go through that? I'd be mad. I'd be ready to, to walk into the school and, uh, oh, so you the one. Yeah. <laughs> That's so heartbreaking. Like they really like purposely, like knowing he has sleeping issues, caught him in such a vulnerable moment and took advantage of them. And you can tell his mama was hurting, like listening to him recite that. That's painful. Wow. I'm just Tran trying to figure out what the oh, parents were doing. Sorry. Like, what were they thinking? First, they let this boy come over. And that's what the mom thinks. And then they let these other kids come over. And parents are not stupid. Okay. They probably had some sort of idea of what was going on. Because I don't know how that many kids at that young age can hide something like that. Or maybe the parents just had no suspicion, but that's definitely on the parents. Because why didn't they speak? Why did they not do anything about it? Not um, the boys' parents. I'm talking about the house that they went to, their parents. They definitely, definitely need to be held accountable for that. Lex, I think they were in on it. The boys' parents, though, not the one right. who the African American parents, the one who house they went to. Because how all of a sudden all these extra kids are coming in, you don't let the mom know. And I'm right. sure you must have heard about the bullying. Y'all must have been in on it. Y'all must have knew something because parents are not stupid. You raised that kid. You know he's a bully. You know your child is mean. Yeah. You can't be so yeah. ignorant and not know that. Like what? <laughs> you gonna let him over? Right. There? bully and harm this little boy this young That's child crazy. and now he's gonna grow up with me mental health problems like he's going to struggle and they wonder why black men can't follow what society says is okay and they can't be civil i wonder why trust That's is so crazy know. and bb guns bb guns are not quiet you mean to tell me you didn't hear a multiple fire bb guns being gone why do they even have bb guns why does little kids even right. have guns why? Right. How do they know how to shoot again? Why? You mean to tell me you don't hear a little baby like hollering? Come right. Like you don't okay. hear him like you don't hear them slapping him and all that. Exactly. Because I don't know about y'all, but my mom hear me if I'm on the phone, barely whispering into my phone. Right. Who are you talking to? Right. Why are you so loud? Right. Right. Like, well, I That's mean, it's, it sounds premeditated, right? It sounds right. like. Right. They Definitely. had this idea to do that. And I hate the fact that it's being framed as bullying. This was a whole assault. This was a whole hate crime. And I say I it was a hate that. crime because they were yelling racial slurs and racial epithets at this young man as they were yeah. beating him. So um, mm -hmm. I really hate the fact that it's it's being portrayed as bullying. But right. the school, they released some sort of statement that they don't condone bullying, but he's been being bullied for over a year. And this is not something unique to that school district. School districts say they have a no tolerance for bullying, but they seem to be extra patient with bullies. And so at some point, I think lawsuits are gonna have to speak. I don't know, maybe maybe no that's what it's gonna take, <laughs> is lawsuits. Literally, but, uh, doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs> mm -hmm. Listen, I can <laughs> give you, <laughs> I can give you a list of schools in Elk Grove Unified that I've been to. Right. And and sometimes it's not just the students that are doing bullying, it's the teachers too. Right. And then, right. then and I come in and they like I'm the bully. I hear you. I hear you. I just match <laughs> energy. You figure out how we gonna act and we'll we'll respond mm -hmm. accordingly. So let's move on to the next story. The next story. Um <laughs> this, don't play it just yet, but this five-year-old mm -hmm. was made to clean out a toilet with his bare hands because he stopped up the toilet. So uh, go ahead and play that clip real quick. Let's play that clip. 
you put want a child to put their hand in there physically and clean out the commode. No, 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 no. He's not a janitor. He's not a custodian. He's not maintenance. He's not, no, not at all. When she got on the phone with me, she said she didn't have an explanation. She just knew she was wrong. But she stated to the principal that she was trying to teach him how not to stop up the toilet. I told her that's not good enough for me. She needs to be terminated because you don't treat kids like this. He's a kid. I don't ever want this to happen to another child again. That poor baby. I would like to acknowledge um, the um, one year since Breonna Taylor was Little, murdered. Here, here. And Girl, we not on that. We we not on we not on that story right now. We talking about this story. <laughs> what you doing? Skip the few steps. No. Like she skipped a few steps. Denise, we, we we talking about this story. You got some commentary for this story? We we talking about the kid that was five years old was forced That's to clean ridiculous. out the toilet. She, she said she was trying to teach him. Go ahead. How not to stop up the toilet? Like you trying to teach a kid how not to stop up the what? What <laughs> does she? Is that a credential? Like, do you get a credential in teaching a kid not to stop up a toilet? Um, that's ridiculous. Oh. I think it's a college education. Where are the janitors? Where are the ones who get paid to do that? Right? Yeah. And he's five. Yeah. I'm with what Janice said earlier. I'm coming up to the school. Oh, so it's you? Yeah. It's you? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh no, so, my nephew he's five, and if that happened to him, I'm going to war. I'm it's war. I can never. Absolutely, That's absolutely ridiculous. It's completely. So she she called the mom and she said, "Sorry, is that enough?" No, that, no, no. Be fired. I'm half done apology. That don't mean nothing. Ain't gonna tell me. Sorry, but, but what is she sorry bad. for? I right. I need her to sorry, specifically say, "What are you sorry for?" Right. And then I started thinking, so so little kids are not very hygienic all the time. And so I'm thinking about this kid who has to stuff his hand, his little hand, into the toilet to remove his own feces and whether or not he was able to clean himself appropriately. Um, to Like, these damn sick. people are crazy. That's They're crazy. And it made me think of, and have you guys ever read the book, um, They Were Her Property? No. I'm going to need y'all to get that book. They Were Her Property. She made it sound like he worked for her. He was some sort of slave. Um, and and we're not having that. No, 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 no. Five years old. Sorry. Girl, get out of my face with that. No. And he said, for what? Yeah. And then he said, you know, his his little mind, the way children think, he said, the teacher is being mean to me. And how many, how many do you think, how many black boys has this lady had in her charge right. that she was mean to? And this that is how they're interpreting. Literally. And it's not even the fact that she did it. It's the fact that she got caught. Because if she wouldn't have got caught, it wouldn't have, she, she got caught red-handed. That was the problem. Because... The question is how many kids have well, she did she get kids? caught because they didn't say anything they the baby right. had to go home and tell his mama yeah. what happened and what, what if his mom didn't did. believe him that's right. ridiculous yeah teachers act like they're such like and you know it's crazy because they kind of like are are in such positions of power and that teacher and i think in my mind i'm thinking that's was an act of pure maliciousness like that's an yep. act of hate You've had right. a preset notion to have this baby dig up in that nasty toilet that was filled with his own feces to scoop that out. Absolutely not. That's disgusting. That's right. wrong. And I think uh, I just saw someone's comment. I believe this was last week or two weeks ago. It wasn't that long ago um, that this story came out. So uh, parents, believe your babies when they're coming home and they're telling you that somebody is doing something to them. Because mm -hmm. had this five-year-old not communicated that he had to put his hand in a toilet, mom would have never known because the school right. didn't report it. And these mm -hmm. are the people we're leaving in charge of our children. Right. Nah, boo. But you want me to send kids back to school? Oh, right. I hear you, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. <laughs> let's go to the next story. Uh, Janice, we almost to your part. Um, the next story. <laughs> 
Um, the basketball players from Norman High School, apparently they kneeled during the national anthem and they caught the announcer um, on camera or on hot mic and he referred to them as niggers. Uh, how do you feel? What's and y'all want us to feel safe and welcomed at school. And y'all want us to participate in sports and try right. out. Right. In right. Right. Activities. right. Like, no. Like, y'all want us really to be star players. And have yeah. spirit, school spirit. You want to yeah. tokenize, like Trinity, okay. like you said, tokenize the black basketball the sports players, huh? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we carry that's the team. At the end of the day, like. That's ridiculous. Mm -mm. Yeah. yeah. And then he out. said, um, Jada, I'm trying to figure out where my screen is because he had a quote on there. Mm -hmm. And I believe he said something to the effect. That's Go ahead and um, share that. Uh, well, there was a quote. He said, I will state that I suffer type one diabetes and during the game, my sugar was spiking. Oh, Rowan I'm, said in a statement. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me finish. Hold up. Time, time out. <laughs> <laughs> while not excusing, Wait. hold on. While not excusing my remarks, it is not unusual when my sugar spikes that I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking. Excuse like if, if your sugar spiking affects you that much, then you don't need to work a job. You need you to go home and deal with your sugar and get it yeah. right. Your sugar. So wait, wait. So people, <laughs> hold up. No, sugar. People, so sugar. people kneeling. <laughs> so people kneeling <laughs> makes you react in a certain way. Makes you be because racist. you think it's right. disrespectful to kneel for the for the national anthem, but you talking through the whole thing. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So. My sugar is spicy. Let me just go be racist. I mean, do we have anybody who has diabetes in the comments? I mean, have you ever said anything outrageously racist because your sugar was spiking? <laughs> anybody? Why is that word even his in his vocabulary in the first place? My sugar you know why? Y'all supposed to shut up and shoot, shut up and dribble. What they say? On, what right. they say when LeBron tried to say something? Shut up and dribble. That's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Shut up and yeah. so. His sugar was spiking. And so mm -hmm. that's why he said what he said. Do y'all buy it? I no. don't buy They be low-key race. They be racist. They be undercover racist. A candy bar. Undercover. Undercover. <laughs> 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 so you know a candy bar can make you a racist. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm so confused. Low sugar equals racism. Right, oh wow. Yeah. I don't know. Make So so make sure that we're not talking over each other because everybody's point is super valid. And I'm, I love the fact that everybody's trying to talk, but we need to hear everybody and we can't with everybody. Rah! Like, yeah, he's a, he's ridiculous. And um, should, should he be fired? Yes. 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 Fired and not hired again. Period. Also, right, man. not relocated. Like he doesn't right. go yeah. to another district, another team. He's done. He needs All to right. find another place to work at, another um, job position, another field, because he's not right. cut out for that one. Any bar on you? One that won't affect his sugar levels. You want him to work at a snack store? Y'all are, so <laughs> uh -uh. are so shady. Y'all are shady. Okay. <laughs> All right, the last story I have for you this week, uh, top Chicago charter. Um, go ahead and uh, share that screen real quick, Jada. So apparently there's this charter school in Chicago and they uh, admit to a racist past. Now, uh, slow down, girl, slow down, slow down. Um, <laughs> so this school was intentionally giving out demerits for things like not wearing a black belt, um, for going to the bathroom without an escort. That sounds a lot like juvenile hall to me. Um, they were giving them um, so many demerits, and then they started assessing a monetary value to those demerits. Um, and then because they were assessing a monetary value, they decided to send those families that couldn't pay for the demerits to collection agencies, um, which is absolutely asinine. 
Um, and then what was the quote? Uh, where's my quote? Because I want to read this and then I want to get your reaction. So up until 2014, Noble charged students for each demerit, but that practice stopped after it was revealed that Noble was catapulting families into debt and sending a collection agency after them. Collins, who rarely got in trouble in elementary school, got so many demerits at Hansberry that she had to pay for several behavioral classes. Thoughts? What? The behavior class? Yeah, you know, because y'all don't know how to act. <laughs> At least that's, that's, a, that's the story that they tell. That's ridiculous. You, you don't know how to act because you didn't wear a black belt. I mean, I you know, they find all kind of a bathroom escort? That's that's like teachers telling us that we can't go to the bathroom because we gotta wait Nobody's five minutes go. before we gotta go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> an escort? I'm, I'm just, yeah, an escort. Because mm -hmm. y'all are not. Sounds it sounds like what? Jail. It sounds like the county mm -hmm. jail. That's what it sounds mm -hmm. like. It's not jail, it's school. Do you think that some of your campuses resemble jails because they're trying yeah. to control? Yes. In what Sorry. way? G give I, me some examples. In what way? I remember not being allowed to go to the bathroom and teachers always telling me, Janice, you have to wake. But my mom has told teachers multiple times, I drink a lot of water. I like, I when I got to go, I got to go. Yeah. And it's always consistently. And then they get mad and try and write me up when I don't go, when they tell me I can go. That's crazy. I remember hmm. freshman year and I was like, so Trinity, you were in this class in history. A lot of people were going to the bathroom. And so like I waited five minutes and then I was like, hey, I need to use the rash the bathroom. And he looked at me and was like, no, don't go. And so I'm over here like, okay, I've been waiting since the class started to okay. be mindful of your lecture. And so I try to go and he's like, no, put your phone away. I texted my mom. I was like, mom, I'm going to do something. I'm going to leave this class and go to the bathroom. Right. Later, maybe. And she gave me the go ahead and was like, Mariah, if you got to go, go. Right. So I left. And then he wants to call security. I got to go to CSC. Like, and he made it a whole big deal. Well, Tell I'm me what CSC is. CSE. So our like punishment center, basically. On campus so, suspension. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was on-campus intervention. At least that's what they told me now because they don't want to track those suspension numbers. It's on-campus oh, wow. intervention now. Yeah. Well, they call it... They, because they their, their it suspension rates are center. in the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure they do. Anything but, was, sus but suspension. Because... Right. And where... In my situation, question? where was the de-escalation? Like, you just going to send me because I got to go to the bathroom and you letting all these kids go to the bathroom? Right. Well, I don't even think that requires de-escalation. That requires right. compassion and knowing that sometimes right. when you got to go, you got to go. And exactly. there is no reason to get security involved. Um, so um, I think that that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, the other thing about it is when we talk about whether or not schools resemble jails, when I was in high school, they didn't have fences around them like I see Valley High School with fences around them. Or they take your tax dollars to pay for these these campuses, but if they're located in certain areas, you, they're all fenced up, so you can't have the benefit of them. You can't run the track. You can't play on the basketball court, like things like that. So when we're talking about um, whether or not schools are starting to resemble jails, I think they are. You leave the class at a certain time. You have a certain amount of time to get to your next class. You got to sit. You got to have all your stuff out. It's just like this very regimented, this re regimented system that is. It seems like um, getting you ready to for a life of uh, structured uh, way of living is what it seems like to me. Even um, like even the way that the curriculum influences certain people like and how it leaves out certain histories like that's not okay because you're not getting a whole perspective so well i mean i think that what they're communicating is that their perspective is always right right that you need to be okay with it well I don't, right. it's absolutely not absolutely so um janice you were saying that you wanted to uh, acknowledge the one year anniversary of something and we wanted to go ahead and give you that space right now. 
I would like to acknowledge one year since Rihanna Taylor was murdered, and we send our condolences to her family. So, in terms of education, when you look at things like what happened to Brianna Taylor and the fact that a lot of schools weren't even talking about it, um, and I think it happened, yeah, we, we had just gone into the pandemic or we were one week out from the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. So how does that affect you as a student having to watch the things um, you know, unfold on social media or through the news media? How does that affect your desire to want to learn? And let me start with Melissa. It makes me really sad just because I am black and I have to fear for my life every day. Not even going outside now. You see what happened to Breonna Taylor? She was sleeping. She was at home. So how am I supposed to want to do schoolwork and want to participate in school and you guys are showing that you don't care about me? You're not asking, well, how are you feeling? If You, you know this affects me. You know, and you're choosing to not care. That... It, it hurts. It makes me feel like I am not being valued by the teachers at the school. You are showing that you are not caring about me as a black student. Mm. Lex. Mm. Um, personally, I feel like it just shows that we just have a target on our backs, like no matter what we're doing, because I'm pretty sure Brianna Taylor was a nurse. She was in healthcare. She was a paramedic or she EMT. was studying to be a, a, a nurse at some point. Um, but okay. of course, it was, it was her life was cut short. So, so she has an education. You know, she has this thing. She wants to give back to the people. You know, she's working to help other people. And but none of that can, none of that shows when the police barge into her house and killed her. So I feel like no matter what I do in school or outside of school, the teachers, they, they won't care if I'm smart. They won't care if I'm failing the class or anything. There's like no ups or downs. They're just going to see me as black. And they're just mm -hmm. going to see me as another person in the class, but not even another person. They're just going to see me as like, as like a shadow, I guess you could say. Like, I'm not really there. I'm just there, but I'm not there. And they don't care about me. So I'm just like something that they don't want. They don't care about. I'm just, I have a target on me. I'm something that they don't want. So I feel like in education, I feel like there's no winning and there's nothing I can do. And I'm just kind of stuck there and I can't change anyone's minds or have the way they think. So I'm just, I feel, I feel worthless in the school environment. Mm. Trent? Yeah, I definitely agree with what Lex is saying. Like no level of education that you can have, whether that's a high school diploma, diploma or um, a college education or you're a doctor or whatever your skin is still a weapon to the people that are supposed to protect and serve in your community. Um, and that's scary, especially as a student, um, a high school student, like, you know, you see this, you're on social media all day, you see the news all day long, and you see, you know, what, what, what resulted from her murder, and you just see how it's been a year and nothing has been done about it. That's traumatizing, and it's scary that it's po it po it's possible that it could be me, it could be my mom, it could be my aunt, it could be anybody like me, and there would be no justice that's served, and it would go untalked about for a very long time. Um, so yeah, does it give you um, a sense that justice is unattainable for Black folks, Mariah? Yes, definitely. And you know, it's crazy because you know a couple episodes ago we talked about the pattern that teachers have of like the dismissiveness of black trauma that ties right into it it's like and like trinity and lex were saying like we face this every day because we are the generation of you know like cell phones and instagram and TikTok and whatnot like we face this every day and it's clear that it's affecting us as young black people you know and for you to just ignore it because you're it's awkward no don't do that to us. Don't let us hurt in silence because you're scared to bring something up. And it's damaging to our mental health clearly. And when we try to bring this up, we're always silenced because it's awkward for some people. For mm. teachers that are supposed yeah. to do their job. If it's awkward for you to have to talk about it, imagining having to experience it. If it's awkward for you to talk about it, don't be a teacher because you can't teach one part. You need to be able to to re not relate to all of the students, but be able to know all the students and to know that they're hurting. So if you are not willing to teach me as a black student, you don't need to be a teacher at all. 
because you can't exactly. favorite your student's skin color. You're not even able. You're not able. You're not able to nurture your students in the way they need. Like you know, there's a disparity between black students in every playing field, and you're not. You're you're too self-centered to to acknowledge that, um, and too nervous or awkward, like we're saying, like you don't need to be a teacher at all. Like you're not, you're not compassionate at this point. You're mm. dismissive and that's a problem. Janice? Um, I think they're ignorant. I don't think they're, I, it's ignorance. It's pure ignorance. You don't want to acknowledge it because you see it on the news. You see it, they see it all the time. Like for example, when school was in, if they could acknowledge dress code and you, so you watch the news, you acknowledge the weather. So I'm sure you can acknowledge what's going on in society. Our people yeah. are being killed. Our people are being shot. Our people, it's, it hurts us. Like it really does. And then you expect us to come here and get out our pencil, get out our binder and make sure <laughs> we write the lesson and make sure we pass that test with at least a B. Cause then when we start failing, y'all just stop caring and y'all as if y'all ever cared. Like, and y'all want us to perform the way you want us to perform. And you haven't yet to ask me how I'm feeling or what I think about what's going on in the news. I don't want to yeah. hear it. It's ignorance. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're talking about all of these stories in context, right, there's a, a, a decision being made right now to open school districts. Um, I'm hearing that there is a hybrid um, being proposed. <laughs> So it's a couple of days a week, um, but you would sit in there, uh, you wouldn't be um, talking, you wouldn't be um, kind of, you know, socializing, which is why they're saying they want to open these schools, but you would be very regimented, sitting at a desk, watching the teacher on Zoom like you're doing at home. So mm -hmm. my question to you all is, uh, y'all going back or not? No. 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 Yet. No. Million languages, no. Where no. no. So mm -mm. tell me, tell me why. Tell me why, Mariah. Safety, safety issues, because this whole quarantine, like, okay, my whole high school life has been about you know advocacy work for Black students specifically, and mm -hmm. over quarantine, all the work I have been doing, you know, with like Trinity and everyone in BSU and Student Equity Council, I'm getting backlash, and this is over Zoom. How am I supposed to feel safe? And like, if I'm not- Time out, time, time out. You getting backlash, what? What does that mean? Asking, oh, why are you doing this? What's in BSU? That's affecting white students. We're having white student union posts troll me and other officers and our BSU account. And it's like, how am I, am I supposed to feel safe going back, knowing that I'm gonna be vulnerable without my mom to help to defend me when I'm in Zoom, like these things mm -hmm. are gonna happen to me and this is gonna be happening at school. So of course, you know, parents believe teachers before they're gonna believe me or what's being done to me. Right, I think, right. I think to piggyback on what Mariah is saying because we go to the same school and in the last few weeks, including Black History Month, there's been, there's been a number of events that happened um, in our school specifically with a white student union coming and, uh, you know, commenting on our BSU, BSU page. Um, we had a kid do a virtual blackface. Nothing has been done about either of those situations. Um, we've been pushed to the side multiple times. We reported it to a number of people and nothing has been done. And so if you think about it, those are things that are, that pose a great danger to black students. Like it's not, it's not something you take lightly. It's not bullying. It's, it's a hate crime. Like it's not, these people are intentionally harassing the BSUs and black students at our school. And it's, it's not safe. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna handle it virtually, what makes me think when I'm in person, right? Sitting right next to this person, like, you know, there's no, you're not gonna handle it that way either. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's the safety thing is probably one of the biggest issues, but also there's only a month left in school. I don't see the point yeah. of school. Mm -hmm. like for a month yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. but essentially you guys would still be on zoom so you would just not oh, be at home on zoom what is so the point, the point? And you, gotta ask, you gotta ask those people in in the position of power 
why they decided that. And I had I, I have an inkling that it has to do with the federal uh, dollars the that just came of down course. for COVID relief. The so um, that's crazy. It, it's it's one of those things because like I've explained to you guys as an education advocate, um, what the pandemic did for a lot of black students. And there was an article that came out that said black students are thriving in the distance learning environment. Um, and that's not to say all, um, because I know that our children are having a hard time, but I submit that they were having a hard time before COVID hit um, and okay. sending them back where the, the narrative is that there's learning loss. Um, and then we talked last week about people or children being inquisitive. And so if he, there's learning loss and I send him back into the classroom, him or her, and they have questions and I know how you responded before, Right. Why would I subject my kid to a hostile education environment um, just because y'all want a few bucks? Right. Like, I'm just not with it. Yeah. And, and, I've just, had, and we've had a year off of school now and no policies were put into place to guarantee the success of students. And right. now how you were saying they're talking mm -hmm. about learning loss. They're only talking about learning loss because it affects some of the white kids too, because black children mm. have been having learning loss mm. before COVID, before we were at home. And I, like we talked about last week, that was a whole high school career of learning loss and no one cared about that. So mm. it, they're only talking about learning loss because it is starting to affect their white kids mm -hmm. and still nothing has changed. So they really don't care about the students. So you think that, uh, go ahead Lex, before I ask my question, go ahead. I just wanted to pinpoint the audience who is out here in the clip that we watched advocating for this going back to school. I did not see any black people. Right. Where they at? I didn't, right, where are they at? I'm pretty sure that if the roles were reversed, you know, if we were saying, hey, like, let us back in school. So like, say the policies got changed, you know, yay, we're ready to be back at school. I'm pretty sure they just brush us off, brush us off and be like, we'll get there when we get there. It's COVID, things are happening. But you know, now that the white folks are out here saying we need to get our kids back in school now, like they're dropping down and then they're probably being like, oh, look at these black kids on the same level as us. We can't be having that right now. They're out here trying to be like, get us back in school. Yeah. So I'm just mm. saying if the roles were reversed or the audience is obviously putting this out here trying to go back to school, it's not black people, it's white people. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because in, in classes, like teachers can facilitate teachers do facilitate and condone in racist behavior. And that has a greater effect on us than any curriculum that you can teach. So mm. while we're on Zoom, we're not in face, in, in face front dealing with microaggressions because half the time our cameras are off and we're muted and the teacher's just projecting some type of lesson that they're talking to mm -hmm. us at. When we're in class, the teacher can, can ask us, where's our dad? Or you speak so well and these little microaggressions that, that affect us on a daily basis. And that's why black students are thriving in Zoom because we're we're not we're not subject to those behaviors and behaviors of our teachers, our staff, our admin, anybody in the school, like in the school in the school we attend. And it's good because like, go we're, ahead, like we're at our own pace and we're able to do things individually without having, like you said, a microaggression coming from somebody sitting next to me, able to look over at my paper, and be like, mm, that's wrong. No, wrong. And then you're embarrassed and then you're like, I don't feel like I deserve to be succeeding in this position where I'm consistently being demeaned in a system that's supposed to support me, but clearly doesn't. Because like you said, school does condone racist behaviors. Mm. Yeah. And hey, like we're on social media. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, mama. Well, you're good. Yeah, on social media, like we're exposed to more knowledge because there's we're at home more. When we're at school, we're not allowed to be on our phones or be in contact with our parents or our friends from other classes. But now that we're on social media, we see a lot of things that we weren't taught in school, a lot of history and just a lot of, you know, things about the society nowadays. And that's opened our, that's opened our minds and our perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I'm listening to you guys and you're basically saying that distance learning has been okay for you. Right. Um, do you, has been beautiful. You said, say that one more time. I said, this is learning has been beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's been beautiful. Okay. <laughs> <I've> been <driving. laughs> 
So listening to the news clip, they were talking about, you know, you guys uh, or students have been dealing with the isolation of everything and um, being away from other students and their teachers. So when I was talking to uh, my daughter about it, she said, yeah, I don't miss the teachers, but I miss my friends. So mm -hmm. has being away from your friends, um, you know, caused you to feel isolated or deal with some things like depression? Has, has that been your story? Um, this, I could, oh, this learning has definitely like, you know, played a part in mental health, but I know it's better than putting others at risk than being close and spreading, like just being in proximity and having the possibility of catching or spreading COVID. So it's worth it in the end. And my mom, um, you know, she works in the health field, so she's consistently exposed and my stepdad, like it's better than the alternative than someone being, possibly being sicker. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I really like early on, I did, I did experience a very deep decline in my mental health and it was very rough. But what I can say is that it, like, like your daughter said, like Jada said, I do not miss the teachers. I don't miss those interactions. I don't, I miss, like, I miss being able to move around. Like what, what the pandemic has taken away from me more so than being in a classroom setting is my social interactions with people I see on a daily basis. My ability to go play sports or go outside and exercise or go to amusement parks or movie theaters or things that I would normally do if we weren't in the pandemic. It's not so much my missing, missing being in the classroom, mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. So you miss a social aspect, but it really has nothing to do with being on campus. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Okay. yeah. I, think, I think campus is okay, but it's not really like, like um, more so just missing like the interactions, like having with people, like the carefree, oh, hey, how you doing? Let me give you a hug. Like what you've yeah. been up to now, like yeah. that's not as popular and i feel like going back to school is not beneficial especially how fast they're trying to put us back in like i'm not even gonna lie sometimes when i get around a lot of kids it kind of like oh my gosh i kind of start to get like social anxiety because it's like it's too many people i gotta communicate i gotta talk i've been at home like since march of last year almost it, it's been a year and y'all just want us to go back and it be lollipops and rainbows no it's not gonna happen like it was hard like, it was so hard adjusting to just being isolated and then now i am adjusted and now you want to just throw me back in the lion cage no i'm not with it i'm not no. with it. no Melissa? no lion cage <laughs> if i could just see my friends and stay at home doing school i would be perfectly fine I don't need yeah. I don't need to go back because I I was homeschooled for pretty much my whole life. And so mm -hmm. I've been used to being at home and I even for the homeschool families it's hard because a lot of my friends were homeschooled and we used to be able to interact to go to the library or to the park mm -hmm. and we can't leave the house so it, it's even hard for them. And so but mm -hmm. if I was able to just be at home because my mom is a great teacher if i was able to be at home for her to help me i would even i'm fine with being on zoom being on zoom have these teachers on zoom help me have my mom help me have my tutor have my friends or whatever if i was able for some social interaction with my friends away from the teachers i would be perfectly fine so one thing that i've also noticed in terms of distance learning is before parents had to give notice if they wanted to come and sit in mm -hmm. some of your classes mm -hmm. now Y'all could be on the computer and we could be sitting right there. Um, yeah. And I think that that has added another layer to it. You know, some folks didn't like the uh, idea of having to be, you know, under surveillance as, as they put it. Um, some mm -hmm. folks didn't want you to know what was going on with their classes. They liked it that way. That was a control mechanism. Um, some folks were absolutely just damn evil. Now, if that young man, that, that five-year-old was at home and had to use the bathroom, he wouldn't have been cleaning things out with his hand. So when you're talking about the things that are going on on campuses um, and the fact that none of these damn people need access to Black children, they don't deserve access to you all, period. None of them. 
And so to hear the things that were going on and parents had no idea, right now we can see what's going on. But once you guys go back onto that campus, um, and, and I'm not talking about the hybrid because they're still going to be on, but when things actually open up and you go back on campus, I, I am absolutely um, fearful for what you're going to encounter. Yeah. And I anticipate that I will be at a lot of your schools trying to figure out what, what they're doing. Um, because crazy. These, these, these habits that they've been allowed to carry around, this unchecked behavior that has been able to manifest um, is detrimental to you guys. And yeah. so I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, um, do you think you will ever go back? I, I'm, that's a very, that's <laughs> a hard question, but like, it's still like distance learning. It does have some of its negatives, especially when a parent isn't right there, because it's just like, I've heard had teachers like question, do you think you're still going to do good once regular school is back in? Like, and my mom wasn't there to hear it. So I was just there. Mm -hmm. to hear it. But and it's just like those things like that. And it's just like they still occur like it, and it's not OK. Like the transgressions and the the micro, the low key. Oh, well, I'm going to disrespect you, but I'm going to make it low key. So, you know, you're not going to really call want to call me out on it because it wasn't just in your face. I'm going to just low key throw it at you, which isn't OK. Like, I don't want to go back to school like it isn't fair. I don't like it. I don't. The That's, board of crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Like. Which like one of your said, teachers like, said, hold on, hold on real quick, Mariah. Which one of your teachers said that? My biology teacher. Oh, show me their name after this. I'm going to send a letter. Ooh. Ooh. That's crazy. Send, 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 send me the name and we will send a letter today. Like we want to let him know how we know. Go ahead, Mama. Like you said, actions are everything. Like, like you said, like when teachers, when you have to give that two, three day notice, teachers got two, three days to change their acts of how they gonna be treating you. Like, and my biggest thing is one time when, um, one time when, oh, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I was on Zoom and my, um, one time I was on Zoom and my Chromebook was about to die, right? So my mm -hmm. Chromebook was about to die. And I was like, I sat there, I had my hand raised for a minute and I was like, hey, my Chromebook's about to die. So, and the teacher, I was like, can I go get it? And she was like, no, don't leave. And then my mom, it was the first day of school, and my mom purposely took that day off work to make sure no teachers act up for the first day of Zoom. Mm. And then my mom, I was still unmuted, and my mom was like, mm -mm, let that Chromebook die and see how they're going to act. Let it die. How are they, they going to change? Let that Chromebook die. And then the teacher was like, oh, is mama next to you? Tell mama I said hi. <laughs> hi oh, that kicked it. That kicked it up. You want to go get your charger now? Like, where's the energy? No. Keep that energy. Like that. They're mad that you want to go get the, the computer cord, but then it dies and, oh, why didn't you do something about it before? Why weren't you proactive? Exactly. What? Exactly. Like, imagine if my mom wasn't there. Imagine. Like, I would have gotten so much backlash from that mm -hmm. teacher. Like, that's ridiculous. And teachers, I know, are going to be changing up their acts. Like, imagine how we're getting treated in school if we're still being this treated this way over Zoom. Ridiculous. Right. right. Yeah. Lex? I think... Oh. Or Trin, go ahead, Trin. No, Lex can go. She hasn't talked in a long time. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm picking on her. <laughs> I mean, I think personally for me, I would not go Wait, back. Lex, Lex, when you yes. say personally, we talking to you. We know it's your personal opinion, boo. <laughs> we Sorry, bad habit, bad habit. <laughs> I think I would not go back, but that said, I am going to college next year. So it's going to be probably a lot more Zooms and YouTube videos because that's what I've heard college is, you know, a lot more of that. Um, but say if I was like a sophomore in high school or something, I probably wouldn't want to go back, given how the school works, you know, how it runs, how the teachers be acting. Like one of my teachers said the N-word at our school, didn't get fired, said the N-word again, didn't get fired. Um, and something happened. I have no idea. But, you know, it took was a while. Your school, uh, your school is also the one that had the doll hanging by the noose in the, in the gym. Is that El Camino? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, just the, the environment is not that great. Um, the way that they let a lot of things slide is not that great. So I think I would hang back and I'd be like, nope, maybe I'll do like some independent study. I don't think I'd go back to school. When I just don't trust people, I don't trust the systems built for me and that the people in there are going to go out of their way to be there for me. So I think I'd take a step, step back and be like, y'all can, y'all can do that. I'll do me back here. If, if you guys had an option, were you about to say something, Trini? Go, go ahead. Uh, I was, yeah, Lex pretty much said what I was going to say. Um, I don't think I'm, I'm about to be a senior and it really makes me sad that like this is my last year in high school. Pretty much. Um, I don't want to miss on, on those senior activities because like I really what? want like like prom and, you know, all those cute things that you're supposed to be doing like junior and senior year. Uh, I don't want to miss out on that because I looked at my mom's prom pictures and I was like, wow, I could be pretty, too. So like <laughs> but other than that, like, I don't feel safe to like go back. If I don't feel safe to go back, whether that's like the COVID guidelines that they take or the policies they have in place to protect black students. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back because I don't, it's not going to be a nurturing environment. And I don't need that when I'm about to be like going off on my own. So it would be oh, a hard decision. You, you, you cool. know, my policy is we can have all that. Hmm. We can do our own right. events. We don't need them to give us permission to do a prom event. We, I mean, who's gonna stop us if that's what we decide to do? So y'all let me know what y'all want to do, and let's let's figure that out. Um, it probably won't be right now, but as time opens up and we get into the clear a little bit more, I think that there's a way that we can host these things and do it uh, safely so that you guys don't have to miss out on every single thing. And I'm sure there are some people in the comments, I'm just gonna put them on blast. Um, There's some people out there listening that would donate to something like that to make sure you don't miss out on that. So if that's yeah. something you guys are interested in doing, let's plan it. Yeah. Let's plan it. I would love that so much. Trinity and I spoke specifically, like I was on campus today, you know, like doing leadership prep work, but not. They are not enforcing COVID guidelines. Me and my little funky double mask. You, not my funky double. If you're not enforcing it now, you, how am I supposed to expect them to enforce it in the whenever we come back for the little hybrid model? I'm not going back. But if we're a little group right now and you're not enforcing it, that's not gonna stick. That's not gonna work. Mm -hmm. They're not setting like, hmm. Question, don't even get me started on the teachers that won't wear a mask. My oh. question is the punishments, what they're going to be trying to do to punish us students mm -hmm. now that it's the, uh, um, this hybrid learning. And I feel like they really want to do this to try and put us, especially black students, at a disadvantage again. Because at school, it was a higher chance. Now it's like we at home, we, we're in our own space, our own comfortability, like our tools are right here with us. And we also have like the internet and all those other good things. And I feel like they kind of want us back at a low point to where we just, we're barely getting by, barely passing our classes. Mm -hmm. Like how you said, we're really doing, I'm doing great with this whole distant learning. I can have my teacher teacher and I can have my YouTube teacher. Like it's so much more better and it's so much more advantages, more, more opportunities, more time, like for us to find ourselves and find like who we want to be. Like once we get out of this poor educational system. Okay. I was just going to say what Jenny said earlier about the te her teacher saying, you know, are you going to still be thriving when you come back in class? Like, I've heard that a number of times from all types of people in, in my district um, and teachers at my school. And like, no, I'm not going to be thriving when I come back to school because of you guys, like not mm -hmm. because of my ability to sit here and you know retain knowledge and put it on paper or whatever the curriculum or my 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 lessons or whatever the learning part is i'm not gonna thrive because of the way you treat me and the way mm. you know the way the way you teach me the way you talk to me the way you address me the the environment around me i'm not that's the reason i'm not thriving like and the, i want to in the way that they cater to the white students as a black student i get mm -hmm. to do my own research when they're done right. when you're done right. teaching me 
oh, okay, I don't understand this. I'm not going to ask you because I know you don't care. I'm going to go do my own research. Thank you, Google. I'm able to thrive on my own. I am thriving because of myself. I go back into the classroom. I'm under you. You aren't caring about me. I'm, I won't be thriving because of you. And like our parents are at home, like we can go to our parents. My mom works downstairs. So if I need help with something, or if I'm like, this is questionable, I'm gonna go downstairs and ask my mom before you have to ask to like take out your phone and call your mm-hmm. teacher so you don't get SROs called on you or you don't get sent to on-campus suspension. Now mm-hmm. you, your parent is right there, like a text away or a step away, like to ask for help or for any support you need. And we don't have that mm-hmm. in school and we need that. Yeah. Wow. I would like to jump onto another comment that that same teacher had told me. She had told me that during, she had told me that she had to spoon feed me the curriculum she said you just need to she said i have faith in your potential she said you just need me to spoon feed you a little bit and it's not going to be like that during school like really and it's just like it's not going to be that during school because i'm intuitive i want to ask questions i want to know i want to know why it is so significant that you're teaching me this and the only reason why i wouldn't thrive is because you're not trying as hard to impress admins so i don't go and schedule a zoom meeting with them and talk about your program one of my teachers I was commenting because she kept putting my grades in wrong and mm-hmm. so I kept commenting on the Google class like am I missing an assignment she was like no I just didn't I just I probably just messed it up and I was commenting on every assignment so she knows that I'm like attentive to my grades and I'm paying attention in class and all of this and she gets mad at me and she comments back and says like you're sending me too many emails and too many notifications. You need to stop. But again, right. Stop contacting me. Right. 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 I just wanted to take it a step further from just like school. So like hypothetically, if, you know, our school shuts down because there's a COVID outbreak and then all of us are stuck at home. And then we like black children, we have to go to the hospital because who knows we have COVID or something. Is the school going to be held accountable for that? And then we like start missing days, you know, like things happen and we fall behind in school. Are they going to be held accountable? And we already know that the healthcare system does not treat black people the same as white people, mm-hmm. especially black women. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're going to be sitting there just like, are we getting help? And so then we're falling even lower on the spectrum. And so we're just on a downhill path. Like, how does that work? How does that come out? Is the school going to be held accountable for any of this? Or are we okay. just gonna go down this path and get stuck there and have no one to help us back up? Yeah, and I think that that's a great, great question that y'all need to direct to your administrations that's in various true. school districts. You're in San Juan, they're in Elk Grove, the three of them, Melissa's yeah. in Southern California. Those are questions you need to ask. You can I send was, folks emails. Go uh, ahead, Melissa. I was reading something in my school because they were talking about trying to send um, TK through fifth back um, next month actually and trying to send the high schoolers back at the beginning of may and so i was reading what they were saying and they said if there is a COVID outbreak or if someone gets COVID, that they're going to tell the that family will know and the family has to quarantine for 14 days they're not letting other students know they're not letting the school they're not letting the parents and the families that have come okay. in contact with that student they're not letting them know so i know my school they're not going to be held accountable they're not letting mm. they're not going to let us know so that is part of the reason i'm not going back how are you I'm, I, I'm going, I'm trusting the school. I'm putting my life in your hands and mm. my life is in danger and you're not going to let me know. Mm. Right. Mm-mm. My school goes yeah. back next mm-hmm. week. That's crazy. We don't know what we're doing. Wow. That's crazy. wow. I remember asking, I was like, okay, so if we're going back, if there are people going back, what's going to change about the campus? Are they going to be like arrows, you know, social distancing cues? Mm-hmm. Um, are bathrooms going to become more sanitary? Are we going to have an increase in janitorial? I was asking questions. Mm-hmm. Are, are we going to have an increase in janitorial staff? What's did you, know? you did you get any answers? No, nothing's okay. changing. So, more so, then, so then the answer is no. You can't go because they don't have no answers. Right. They don't even really have a plan. But we're not going to even talk about that. So look, we got like forty-five seconds. And because we have forty-five seconds, let me get these announcements out. So again, if you are listening to Black versus the Board of Education, make sure you follow us on Spotify, or if you're part of the Apple family, like most of us, 
uh, go ahead and download Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave us a review of how you like our show and help us continue to grow by sharing that information. Um, I'd like to thank you all for uh, coming back this week. I'm happy that I got my five, my lineup, my starting lineup here. And hopefully uh, you guys will be back next week, everybody. And if you're not, uh, somebody will be slid into your role. So we're not missing out on a great conversation, but we do welcome you back when you decide uh, or when your schedules open up. So thank you again. And we will see y'all next week. So on one, two, three, you know how we like to do over here. Let's hit them with that wave. One, two, three. We will see you all next week. <laughs>